Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Father, we are grateful and thankful this afternoon for your goodness, for your mercy. Lord, we are thankful for all that you have done for us. We are thankful, Lord, for this special Thanksgiving Sunday. Lord, we cannot but say thank you for all that you have done for us, O oh God. We are so grateful. We are thankful as a church, O oh God, that of all that you have given us, we have lost none. Amen. This afternoon, Lord, we are thankful that you have made it possible for us to be here. We pray, O oh Lord, that you command your angels to be on guard around us. Father, send us ministering angels. Let them remain with us. Give us of your spirit to teach us this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats? Wonderful. Well, before I left, I was sharing a message about the parable of the sower. Do you remember that? We were sharing about the parable of the sower, and I just want to continue that message. Um, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 1, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 1. It says, the same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon the stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other fell into good ground, and brought forth fruits, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a wonderful parable that Jesus told his disciples. And verse 16, the same chapter, he began to explain this parable to them. He says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see 
and your ears, for they hear. Because the disciples did not understand the parable. Amen. Amen. Verse 17 says, For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. He says, this thing that I'm telling you, this story that I'm telling you, many prophets and righteous men desire to hear them. They had a willingness to hear these things, but they did not. So blessed are you if you are hearing these things. Amen. Amen. So he says, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. This is the parable of the sower. This is what it means. When anyone heareth the word of the Lord, the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. Can you give me a little volume, please? Or if, is it me? Hallelujah. Wonderful. So he begins to explain the parable to them. He says, the sower went out to sow, and the seeds fell on different grounds. So the different grounds, or the different environment, represent the hearts of Christians who receive the word of God. He says, when one heareth the word of the kingdom, when someone hears the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. Amen. Amen. When you hear the word of God, you don't understand it. You get excited, but you don't understand it. And the wicked one comes, and he takes the word out of your heart. He says, this is which receives seed by the wayside. There are wayside Christians. There are wayside members. They belong, but they don't belong. They are, some, they are like wayside. They are here, they are not there. The next one, he says, but he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. These are the ones who hear the word, and they are excited by the word. They say, wow, preach on what a word, powerful word. And they are excited. So they receive the word with joy. It says, Anon, it says, with joy receive it. Yet hath he not root in himself. You receive the word with joy, but you have no root in you. But do it for a while. Any word that you receive with joy, with excitement, and you don't have root, you receive it only for a while. That is how when you leave this place, you are so excited about the word that is shared. But as soon as you go out, they ask you, what was the word about? And you don't seem to remember anything. And then you wonder, but I was excited. I remember it was very powerful. But you cannot even tell, even the topic. By the way, the topic is the parable of the soul. At least that you remember. He says, yet hath he not root in himself. 
but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, tribulation and persecution will arise because of the word. By and by, he's offended. By and by, he's offended. Tribulation and persecution will arise because of the word. When the word of God is preached and we are talking about loving your wife, persecution will arise when you go home. Reasons why this woman should not be loved. Argument will just arise and you will hear her mouth. And then you say, look at your mouth. How can I love you? Listen to the things that are coming from your mouth. Persecution will arise because of the word. You say, pastor, he he doesn't know the kind of person you are. But he doesn't know that you have mouth. How can I love you? You see, persecution will arise because of the word. Because of the word, by and by, he's offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. The care of this world and the deceitfulness of the world and deceitfulness of riches choke the word. Choke the word. The care of this world. They crowd the word of God. Say that the word of God has no effect. Not that you don't want to obey the word of God. Not that you don't want to do the word of God. But the care of this world. What are some of the care of this world? Such as children. Such as school. Your education. Such as work. Such as money. The need for money. Such as wanting to build a house. You want to build five houses. You are on your fifth one. Building, building a fifth house that you will never live in. Amen. I saw a lot of people who have built houses, 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 houses. And people are living in them. And they are here. They are renting apartments. The whole family. One bedroom. But you have five houses. Somewhere with big bedrooms, 11 bedrooms, and then you boast of them. You have bought cars and you have packed them in the houses. That you say, someday, someday, you go and live in them. Someday, you go and live in them. With whom? With the children that you are bringing up in this country. They have no classmates there. They have no friends. They have nothing. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The cares of this world. Some of you, they say you are at the roofing level. Roofing level. So because of that, the, the word of God has no effect. You have to go. I need money for the roofing. He says the cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches, they choke the word and becometh unfruitful. They choke the word and becometh unfruitful. Hallelujah. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, marriage, work, career, money, school, 
The cares of this world. You see, these things are not in themselves bad things. Are we not supposed to go to school? Are we not supposed to work? Are we not supposed to marry? But you see, we shouldn't, we shouldn't focus on these things. We, our focus should not be on these things such that the word of God is of none effect. Amen. Amen. Our focus on these things, they crowd the word of God. They crowd the word of God such that it has no effect in our lives. Christians lose focus on the fact that one day Christ will come. You see, when you are building goodly houses and you are buying things and you are doing things, you have no focus on the fact that Christ will come one day. Amen. Amen. You know, when we were, last night when they were doing the musical chairs, you know, it ministered to me that, you see, this is how our lives become. This is how our lives become. Our lives become like musical chairs. Do we have some music? Can we give me some music in the back? Do you have some music? How many of you like to be, how many, who wants to play a musical chair? Let me have some volunteers. Give me some. Give me some. You see, I'm going to show you. You come. Give me some. Okay, maybe we will take. We will, okay, how about we take one chair? For us, we will take one chair. We will sack all, everyone who is not able to sit down. We will take one. Who wants to be a part of that? Okay, I have some volunteers. I need some. Jeff, you want to play a musical chair? Come. Why don't you come, Sandy? Come. Okay, do you see these people? You see? Okay. Okay, so you see how we play the musical chair? You see, we're going to go around it. Okay? We're going to go, you keep playing. Give us some, give us some dance. Give us, and then you dance around it. The musical chair, we don't stop. We keep dancing around it. Come on, come on. How about I join? And we are playing and we are going around but we have to keep going we have to keep going keep going it's a musical chair we have to keep going we have to keep going we are going okay we don't know who is you see the musical chair you see we are going around it we are going around it and going around it some of them are dancing, you know. Some of them are dancing. And then as we are going around it, our eyes should be on the chair. Our eyes should always be on the chair. The goal is to sit on the chair. Amen. But you see, the cares of this world, as we are done, give us a song. You see, give, as, we are, as we are going around it, some are involved in marriage, you know. They're going to cook for their husbands. It's about food. Some of them, they are planning weddings. They are minds on the weddings. And so we come to church. But our minds are on the weddings. Some of them are career. We have an exam coming. So you see, our minds, and then we dance. And then we go. And then we dance. And then we go. And then we dance. And then, you see? You see, we are marrying and our focus is on marriage. Our focus is on children, and we forget about. You see, you you see, you can go around the chair that the song the song can go you so much. 
that as you are dancing and then you are going, you forget that your eyes should be on the chair. And it becomes work, career, you know, my children, you know, marriage, you know, my wedding, my husband. I have to cook, I have to do my laundry, you know. And I see, we, with the case of this world, we are so busy, we are so busy, and then the dance, sometimes it goes, it says, it says, I will walk, 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 and then sometimes we are walking away from the church, and then we remember, you see, the rapture will come, the rapture will come at the time that our eyes are not on the church. Put your hands together for this one. You see, the, 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 the thing can go you, it can go you such that you'll be so much into it that you, you see, you, 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 money is coming, career, you know, and you see, you think that the whole thing is about this, that God has blessed me. God has blessed me. And then you see, you see that things are moving on for you. You are having your children, marriage, career. School, you are passing exam. That you forget that your eyes should be on the chair. Your eyes should be on the chair. Amen. You know, sometimes you go to one of these government offices. You go to like motor vehicle, for instance. You know, how many of you have been to motor vehicle? You go for your um, driver's license or your state ID. <laughs> state ID, if you can't drive, they'll give you state ID. You know, some of you, you have held your state ID for too long. You have to upgrade, upgrade. Oh. Upgrade. Some of you, your learner's permit has been too long. Too long. But you see, you go to one of these offices, and you, when you get there, they give you a ticket. They say, take a ticket. And then you take a ticket. And they give you a number, say 537 or 527. They give you a ticket and they ask you to sit down. It's okay, just, I want all of your attention. They ask you to sit down as you take the ticket. Now, they have a TV a lot of times. They have a television in the place. As you are waiting, they don't want you to really see the time is so long in your way. So they put a television on for you to just entertain yourself whilst you are waiting for 527 to be called. Now, did you go there to watch TV? No. Don't you have TV at home? Yes. But they put a TV there. So that just to entertain you the time that you are waiting to be called. But you see, sometimes you sit down and your mind is on the TV. Your focus is on the TV. And then they call 527. Number 527, window 3. And then, then, and then you are watching the TV. Number 527, window 3. 527, window 3. 527, window 3. 528, window 2. 528, window 3. And then the TV is finished. Then the commercial comes on. And then you look at... Ah. 
And then you realize that they are at 590. You see, then you are angry. You say, look, they didn't call me. And then you boldly go to the window. And then you say, I have 527 and I've been waiting here for a while. And nobody has. Now, we'll be tired you if you have one of those cantankerous women at the counter. If you have one of those cantankerous women at the counter. You say, where were you, sir? Who was calling you and where was you, sir? <laughs> and then you say, I've been here. I didn't go anywhere. You see, your mind, you, see, you didn't go there to watch TV. But you see, you forget the main reason why you went there. You forget the main reason why you went there. And you are so engrossed in the TV. That is what happens to us. We get so engrossed. You see, we are not here to work. We are not here to work. The work, it came in because of our disobedience. We are not here. God did not create, God did not place us here to work and to eat. It came in because of our disobedience. It's a side thing. You see, you are not here to drive. But the necessity to drive has come in. So you have to go to the motor vehicle. You are not there to watch TV. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But we lose focus on why we are here. But one day, Christ will come. I say, one day, Christ will come. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you this afternoon? One day, Christ will come. Now, the other thing in our lives, the other things which also make the word of God of none effect, it says, the things which were in our lives before the word of God came. Some of us, there are things in our lives before the word of God comes. And these things choke the word. These things choke the word. You see, when you are planting, when you are planting good seeds, there are other seeds also that have fallen. Sometimes by the wind, sometimes by the beds, they bring other seeds. They are not the seeds that you want. But there are other seeds also that are in the ground. And when your good seed sprung up, they also sprung up. Amen. But those things, they need to be removed. The ones that you do not need, they call them thorns. They ought to be removed. Else, they will choke the good seed. There are things in our lives that choke the word of God when it comes to us. And it makes the word of God unfruitful. Many things that we have heard or we have experienced, they are thorns in our lives that choke the word of God. There are many things that we have experienced. There are many things that people have told us which choke the word of God and it makes it unfruitful. In John chapter 1 and verse 9, the Bible says, that was the true light. Who was the true light? Jesus. It says, that was the true light. If you read from verse 1, go back to verse 1. John chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. He says, all things were made by him. 
Include, excluding what? Excluding what? Nothing. All things were made by him. All things were made by him. Your job, your marriage, that you have children, all things were made by him. Everything, your marriage was made by him. Your life is made by him. He says, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. There's nothing that is made without him. Everything that you are involved in involves him. Amen. Amen. Verse 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. In him was life. Without him, there is no life. Without him, there is no life. And the life was the light of man. And verse 9 says, that was the true light. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Everyone, if you are in this world, what is going to give you light is the word of God. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? If you are in this world, what is going to give you light is the word of God. But you see, there are so many things that we have used as light. There are so many things, so many experiences that we have had that guides us, that we use as light. So many things that we have heard that we use to guide us to make light's path for us. Amen. So when Jesus came... And he was preaching the word of God, the true light to the people. He realized it wasn't going well with them. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus preached a very powerful message. The Beatitudes. Jesus preached a very powerful message. And then as he was preaching, give us Matthew chapter 5 verse 1. Matthew chapter 5 verse 1. He says, and seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Look, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. These are powerful kingdom messages. Do you understand? Powerful kingdom messages. He says, this is Jesus' prepared message. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4. Blessed are they that mourn, they shall be comforted. The next one. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You see, these are powerful kingdom messages. But it wasn't going well with the people. And he detected it. He felt among them that it wasn't going well. So he went on and went on and the people were not excited. Verse 17, he said, think not that, you see, the people, they have heard a lot of things. They have heard a lot of things. The Pharisees and the scribes, they have told them a lot of things. Things that you need to do to see the kingdom of heaven. This is what to them was light. Do you understand what I'm sharing? I'm sharing something very, very important to you, with you. So I want your focus. So he, he, they, they, they thought they had the light. So as he was ministering, as he was preaching, he wasn't saying any of the things that the Pharisees and the scribes have told them. So he said, look, 
Think not that I, I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one title shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. You will not be the least in the kingdom of heaven. I said, you will not be the least in the kingdom of heaven. And then he said, but whosoever shall do and teach. Do you remember what I told you about who is really blessed? Look, the one who is really blessed is the one who hears the word of God and does it. He said, whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. May you be great in the kingdom of heaven. Because you hear and you do, may you be great in the kingdom of heaven. You will be great in 2017. You will be considered great no matter what you do, no matter where you come from. May you be considered great. And it's not because of your career. It's not because of your education. It's not because of where you come from. It's not because of how you talk. It's not because of what you know, but because you do the word of God. May you be great. May you be great. I see you being great. In 2017, may you be great. Hallelujah. So he kept going. Verse verse 20, he says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Except your righteousness. What you consider as righteousness, except they exceed what you know, what you have heard, what they have taught you. Except your righteousness exceed them. Ye shall in no case, in no case, enter into the kingdom of heaven. If you are going by a tooth for a tooth, an eye for an eye, someone slaps you, slap him back. If someone steals your goat, kill him. Love your, love your friends and hate your enemies. The things that the Pharisees have taught you. He says, accept your righteousness. Exceed them. So he realized that they have been taught a lot of things. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? He realized they have been taught a lot of things. And so it wasn't going anywhere. So verse 21, he says, Ye have heard. Do you see? So he began. He realized that he needs to remove all these things that they have heard. If they are going to receive the true kingdom messages, he has to diffuse the things that they have been told. The things that they have learned. He has to diffuse them. He has to remove them. So he began to reprogram them. He says, ye have heard that it was said by them of old. Them of old time. They have told you a lot of things. Thou shalt not kill. Then verse 22, he says, but I say unto you. But I say unto you. He says, you have heard this, but I say unto you. Then he goes on verse 20, I think verse, then go down to verse 27. He says, ye have heard that it was said of them of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. He said, this is what you have heard. Then he goes to verse 29. He says, verse 28, but I say unto you. 
Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So they have heard a lot of things, but now he says, but I say unto you now. This is what you have said. I've heard, but I say unto you. There are so many things that they have heard, and it was choking the word of God. And was making it unfruitful. Hallelujah. Making it unfruitful. Verse 33. He says, verse 33, Again, ye have heard that it had been said by them of old time. The old people have told you this, but I say unto you, verse 34, but I say unto you, swear not at all. You have heard all these things. Verse 38. Verse 38. Ye have heard that it had been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. This is what you have heard. Verse 39, but I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other side. This is what you have heard. Gina, do you understand? You see, so many things have they heard. So many things have they heard. So Jesus was diffusing. He was trying to remove all the things that they have heard so that he can feed them. With proper nutrition. Amen. Amen. He said, Ye have been told, ye have heard by them of old. Old people have told you this. People that you came to meet, they have told you this. And I believe that in our time also, we have heard a lot of things. You also have heard many things. You also have heard that a woman must not know the man's salary. As for a woman, don't let him see your paycheck. How many of you have heard something like that before? You have been advised. For a woman, don't let him see your paycheck. This is what you have heard. Amen. That a man must not add his, the woman's name to the property. How many of you have heard that before? He said, a man, if you are buying a house, don't add the woman's name to the property. Because you have a way to leave you and take the property from. How many of you have heard that before? You see, you also have heard things. Amen. How many of you have heard that for a woman, you should not give yourself wholly to a man. Don't give all your heart to a man. How many of you have heard that before? Don't give all your heart to a man. For a woman, don't give all your heart to a man. You must always sleep with one eye open. <laughs> How many of you have heard that? As uh, say, when a man says you should look up, you should look down. How many of you have heard that before? It says, as for men, when they tell you you should look up, you have to look down. If the man says wait, you have to keep going. Amen. How many of you have heard those things before? He says, look, don't bring your wife into this country. Leave your wife where she is. How many of you have heard that before? How many of you have also heard that? You see, as for a woman, don't let her be educated too much. Don't let the woman go to school too much. Because she will become something else. How many of you also have heard that? He said, oh, as for the woman, don't ever add your money to the woman's money. 
Don't let her add, don't, don't even bring her small money to add to yours. And you see, so all these things that you have heard, you see, it says, any man, it says, he is the true light. He is the true. If you are in this world, you need the true light. Otherwise, you will never have the light. You will never have the light. So you see, he says, oh, don't add your money to the woman's money. So you see, it has brought you a lot of problems. You see, I will pay the rent. You pay the connection and then you pay the cable. And then too many confusion. Too many. A lot of confusion on the table. So the bill comes, and then the bill is on the table, and then you come and look. You don't even want to touch it. Nobody wants to touch it. The bill has come. You come, hey, and the you You see, so you know that now trouble is in the house. The bill has come. Nobody wants to touch it. And then you see somebody tries to open it a little bit. You see, you open it, and then you open it a little bit to look. And then somebody also comes and open it. Finally, the bill comes out. And then you, you say, okay, I put my 250. You also add yours. And you say, ah, but you are left with $1.50. And then all this confusion. So Jesus also, he's giving and says, you have heard this, but I tell you this, a man should love his wife. That is it. A man should love his wife. You have heard this, but I tell you this, love your wife even as Christ loves his church. That is a light. That is a light. And he says, the wife submits to your own husband. To your own, not somebody's husband. Not somebody's husband. Your own, I don't know. Let's read that scripture before we go. We can close on that. Let's read that before we go. Do you give me, I miss you. Give me some time to preach to you. All these things are in our hearts. And we come with these things and we enter into the marriage with these things. We are armed with all these tongues, tongues, and we are entering the marriage with these things. So the word of God ought to remove all these things from your heart. So you can truly enjoy this beautiful thing called marriage that God created for us. So you can enjoy it. Because it is the true light. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And let's read from verse 21. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21. He says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. This is to the man and the woman. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Verse 22. He says, Wives. You see, this is the word of God. This is the light. So he begins now to remove, remove the tongues. Remove. He says, you have heard this. You have heard that as for a woman, the woman of the 2000, the 21st century. Woman of the 21st century. What is submission? What is all of this? Woman, you are a woman of the, how many of you have heard? You have heard that before. Let me see. How many of you have heard that before? A, a woman of, you see people, a, a woman of the 21st century. But he says, this is what you have heard. But wives, 
submit yourselves unto your own. I don't know why Jesus, the, the Bible puts the word your own. Your own husband. Not somebody's husband. A lot of wives submit to other people's husbands. They don't submit to their own husbands. A lot of wives, when a visitor is coming to their house, they will cook the best of food. They will cook the best of food. They will bring out the best of their plates and the best of their cutlery. When, when another person's husband is coming to your house, and then when, even as you are cooking the food and the husband comes and he wants to just one piece of chicken, hey, hey, you hit his hand. You say, and then you say, you, and then you say to him, when he comes, what, what is he going to eat? You are eating the whole thing. When he comes, who? Somebody's husband. But the Bible, the light, the light, the true light, it says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto what? As unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. That is why also, if, if you are a woman and you don't know the Lord, you don't know how to submit. So if you are a man and you are looking for a wife and the, man, the woman doesn't know the Lord, how is he going to submit? But because he's giving you how to submit. He says, submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Even though you have heard that when the man says, look up, you have to look down. But this is what I say. Verse 23. You see, God is wise. You see, God is wise. And then he says, for the husband is the head of the wife. Oh, no. Not in the, 2000, not in the 21st century. Oh, no. And then you do your head. But this is a true light. Women say, yay, Rabbi. Only this side. Only this side. This side, I didn't hear you. Women here say, yeah, Rabbi. Yeah. This is a true lie. It says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Even as Christ is the head of the church. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Now, when Christ is the head of the church, does he slap us and beat us all the time? So you are a woman that is going to take a head and you are taking a head that does not know Christ. So how is he going to be a head to you even as Christ is a head to the church? That is why he's going to beat you. He says, for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church. So if the husband is going to be a true head just as Christ is the head of the church, the husband must know Christ. The husband must know Christ. This is a true light. And he is the savior of the body. Verse 24. He said, therefore, 
as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in some things. In some things. In only the kitchen. In the bedroom, no, 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 not, not there. Does it include the bedroom? This is the true light. It says, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. In everything. In everything. Some of you women who wear shorts under your nightgown to sleep. You are going to bed. Your own bedroom. And then you are wearing, you are wearing shorts and you put a belt on your shorts. Before you wear your nightgown to sleep. You have put a belt on your shirt. You have put tight. No, you can't even breathe. And then, and then the husband also, when he comes, he's trying to take the belt. He's trying to take it. And then he says, hey, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? He says, I'm rubber. I'm rubber. I'm rubber has entered the bedroom. Who else should be in the bedroom? He said, ah, who is that? Who is that? I'm Robert. I'm Robert has entered the bedroom. He says, to their husbands in everything. In everything. In everything. Amen. In everything. Verse 25. Look at God. A very wise God. Then he says, husbands, love your wives. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And gave himself for it. Farida, do you understand? So if you are looking for a husband who will love you, you are looking for, if I say, if I come to, if I come to you and I say, Hold up your iPad just as Ben Johnson holds his iPad. Lift up your iPad the same way as Ben Johnson lifts up his iPad. How are you going to lift up your iPad? Would he know how to lift up his iPad? What, what is the first question he's going to ask me? Who is Ben Johnson? Who is Ben Johnson? I need to know Ben Johnson and know how he holds his iPad before I can lift up the iPad. If I don't know Ben Johnson, I cannot lift my iPad the way Ben Johnson lifts up his iPad. So if the word is saying, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and I am a woman and I am going to look for a husband who will love me just as Christ loved the church. Amen. The first question I'm going to ask the husband is, do you know who? Christ. Do you know who? Christ. Because if he does not know Christ, there is no way he's going to love me the way Christ loved the church. He cannot love me. Amen. Amen. 
So he says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Because there is a way that Christ loves his church. There is a way that Christ treats this church. There is a way that Christ handles the church. And if you want a husband to love you just that way, then the husband ought to know Christ. So verse 26, he says, that he might, this is how Christ loved the church. This is how you want a husband that knows Christ. A husband that knows Christ, this is how he will love you. He says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. He might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word. The husband ought to know the word of God. If the husband does not know the word of God, he cannot cleanse it. Amen. Because you see, that is towards a goal. This is towards a goal. Amen. Yes, you came in, you came in the marriage, you are not so good with the cooking. Every now and then you see there's too much salt. If it's not too much salt, it's too much pepper. You cannot get it right. As much as you try, you've tried so many ways, you can't get it right. But you have a husband that loves you just as Christ loved the church. When the people were still sinful, there was a Christ that still loved them. When the people were not perfect, there was a Christ that still loved them. When the people were still, they went again and they sinned. They did that wrong thing. There was still a Christ that still loved them. So if I'm looking for a husband that will love me even though my cooking is not too good, he ought to know Christ. If I'm looking for a husband that will still will handle me with that care, even though I am not so perfect in that direction, the husband has to have that same attitude, same attitude, just as Christ also. Release. Because he's still washing us. He's still cleansing us. He's still perfecting us. We are not there yet. But by the washing of water, by the word, by the word. So verse 27, he says that he might at the end, at the end, when the husband has had this patience in maintaining you, this patience in watching you, seeing you grow to be that mature woman, seeing you, look, if I had left my wife in the beginning of our marriage, I would have lost them big time. Oh, I would have lost them big time. If I had said, you don't know how to do this. I didn't know you don't do this like my mother. You don't do this. My mother does this, but I see you don't do. I would have lost them big time. Amen. So you see, by the washing of, I, I know you are not that good, but I know you'll get there one day. I know that this fornication thing it troubles you every now and then, but I know you will get there one day. Amen. I know this line every now and then you are still coming up with that, but the blood will continue to wash you. It says that he might, in the end, in the end, he might present it to himself a glorious church. In the end, you will present the woman to yourself a glorious woman, a glorious church. Just as Christ will present the church to himself, I'm going to present you to myself a glorious woman. A glorious woman. A glorious church. Not having spot. Not having spot. You will realize that, wow, is this a woman that I saw married? I can't even find a spot in her. Not having spot or wrinkles or any such thing. But that it should be holy and without blemish. 
look, if you're going to love the woman just as Christ loved the church, if you're going to love the woman just as Christ loved the church, you realize that the woman, she doesn't develop wrinkles. The woman has no stress. No spots. You see a little spot somewhere, you say, what is that? What is that? What is that? Here, go and buy some nice cream and take care of it. Go, 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 go and buy. You see, you should, you should let it present to you. Present her. T- Look, as a husband, loving that. You see, Christ lies beautiful church. Amen. Amen. A husband, you should, let your, you, should, you should let your wife be nice. Let her be nice. Amen. She had that coat, that winter coat from 2006. Because we wear it only for a season. 2006, I remember the type of coat that we had. They were like this. I remember. No shape. It's like A shape. A shape. So they go in like this. You see, nice, nice wind. Look, you can have winter coat that is nice. You have nice winter coat that fits the woman when she wears it, and when you see it, you see that no blemish. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Buy your wife a beautiful coat. Let your wife do her hair. Let her look good. Let her look nice. Let her look beautiful. Christ lies beautiful church. She's a queen. She's a queen. Without blemish. Without spots. Your wife should not have spots. Your wife should not have blemishes. Your wife should not have wrinkles. It should trouble you. I said it should trouble you. Amen. Afterwards, you see that you present, you, you present to her you present her to yourself, a glorious woman. You see that, mm, a cooking, wow. There's no such cooking. Some time ago, the cooking was, but today. Oh. Oh. You wouldn't even want to go to a restaurant to eat. No restaurant, no restaurant. You see, when you love the woman, love the woman. Love the woman just as Christ loved the church. Now, does that sound like, as for a woman, don't let her receive this, don't give her this because she'll become that? Does that is that what Christ wants us to? No, no, it's not right. It's not right. The woman should be without blemish. Small hair, you have done your hair again this week. Last week, you did your hair. How many times? How many times in a month do you have to do your hair? As many times as she wants. As many times as she wants. As many times as she wants. As as many times as she wants. She should be able to say, "No, I'm tired of this hair. I need to do another one." He said, "Go ahead." Go ahead. Amen. Go ahead. 
such a woman, she will be without blemish. She will be without wrinkles. She go to sleep and then you see she's asleep. Hey! 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 I said, man, some people can sleep. Oh! In my pocket! In my pocket! But why not? I said, why not? Why not? You see the way the woman is sleeping, you see that there is nothing, not nothing, not that, nothing, nothing, nothing. Hey! Amen. Amen. Without blemish. Without blemish. Or wrinkles. Or spots. The next verse. Let's finish and we'll close. He said, so ought men, this is how, so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. As their own bodies. He that loveth his wife, loveth himself. Hey, did you know that? This is the true light. It says, the man that loves his wife, Means he loves himself. That is the true light. That is the true light. So if you are going to find a woman, you are, you are a wife, you are going to look for a husband to love you. One that does not know the scriptures cannot love you. Amen. Amen. Verse 29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh. How many men hate their flesh? They hate their, their flesh. But nourish it. Say nourish. No, 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 no. You are not saying it well. Say nourish. 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 The man ought to nourish the woman. Nourish the woman. Nourish. If there's a man sitting next to you, say nourish. Say, I need nourishment. Nourish. Nourish and cherish. And cherish. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you something. Look, the word of God is so true. Do not fight the word of God. It is not by accident. I'm teaching you something very important. You see, if you understand the word of God and you obey it, he says, this person, this man, this man, he's blessed in his deed. If you want true joy, then obey the word of God. You see, all this fighting and ah, I have done my hair and you didn't even comment. I have done my nails and you didn't. You see, you don't look at nails, but make effort to look at nails. Make effort. Make effort to notice the hair. Make effort to notice that the this tiny necklace, you see it. Make effort. Because you see, the word of God says that it must cherish, cherish. You see, it's not by chance, it's not by accident that women fight for these things. They were made like that. And if you don't understand it, you don't understand it, you fight it. They were made, they were made to be cherished. They were made to be cherished. Amen. 
So she cooks the food. She's expecting that as you put the food in your mouth, you are going to make a comment to cherish what she has done. They are made like that. It is not artificial. And so you see, every woman is like that. Every woman is like that. It is the God who made them. He says, every man that entered into this world, he is a light to that person. Everyone, every single woman that he has made, there is not one single woman who does not want to be cherished. There is not one single woman. So if you don't know that and you are fighting that, you are fighting the word of God. Uh, if it's not, it doesn't taste well, I should also say it tastes well. Uh, the thing, there's too much pepper. And you say, as you say, that is not cherishing. That is not cherishing. It's not by accident. It says they like to be nourished. They like to be cherished. They like to be admired. They like to be appreciated. Amen. Amen. But I am the one that works all the time and I'm the one that brings the money, but you, you have not for once said that, you know, you admire this and you cherish this. That is not how God made you. So don't fight with a woman for cherishing. Don't fight for that. I do the laundry for you every time. You don't even say thank you. You don't say this. I do this. You don't say you don't appreciate anything that I do for you. It is, you are not meant to be appreciated. You are not meant to be cherished. You are not meant. You are not meant to. You are, that is not your design. You are not a design. That is not your design. You don't say thank you. You don't say thank you to me. I work so hard. I do this. You, this is how God made you. You are not designed. So, my brother, my brother, learn, learn, learn to cherish yourself. That is a true head. A true head of Christ. A true head. Amen. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it. Even as the Lord, the church. Verse 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. 31. For this cause, only for this cause, when the woman is prepared for this, and the man is prepared for this, when they are ready to run the path like this, he says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and the two shall be one flesh. Amen. Only this reason. Only this reason. When the woman is prepared to submit and the man is prepared to love just as Christ did to the church. Only for this cause. If you are not ready for this cause, don't touch this thing called marriage. Don't enter into this thing called marriage. Otherwise, you are in for trouble. I am telling you. Otherwise, you'll be miserable. Because as a woman, you are designed in a way to receive all of these things. And if you don't get them, you become depressed. You become worried. You become angry. You become intolerable. You become like a witch. 
you become bitter. When they are not there, you, you, you are not a woman. You are not yourself. He says, for this cause, only for this cause, shall a man leave. That is when a man is ready to leave his father's house. And that's another message. The man ought to leave. Leave the father. Leave the father. This man that everything you are going to tell your mother before you do it. If your mother says buy a house, that's when you buy a house. Your mother says do this, that is when you do it. He says, for this reason shall a man leave, leave, and there's a complete leaving. Everything is my mother. My mother says, I should not add my money to your... My mother says, I should not. Amen. You see, some of us have practiced this marriage based on how your uncle, you see, you came in and you saw that your uncle and your aunt, they never put their money together. So you see, this is what is in your heart. But it's a thorn. Amen. Amen. Is, there, is there another one? You see, this is a great mystery. Isn't it a great mystery? It is indeed a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Amen. I speak concerning Christ and the church. And the last scripture, nevertheless, let every, you see, he began, and he's ending this, this chapter again. He says, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular, in particular, you, 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 in particular, you in particular, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. It is so important. And then, he says, and the wife, see that she reverence. Reverence is beyond respect. Reverence is beyond respect. He says, and the wife, see that she reverence her husband. The wife has a duty, a duty to ensure every moment, every minute to check yourself, to see, see that I respect this man. See that I respect this man. Every time, reassess and check. Because you see, familiarity sets in. After you have seen the man's nakedness, the man is sitting on the toilet, the man is working here, the man is eating and some food coming around his mouth. He doesn't look like a head. Do you see? He doesn't look like a... But the woman, to see, see, that you reference, you reverence, you respect. Put your hands together for the Lord. Our time is up. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Our time is fast spent. Stand to your feet. Why don't you lift up your hands and pray to the Lord. And say, there's so many things, Lord, that we have heard. So many things that we have learned. So many experiences. But Lord, let your word take root in us. Let the word of God take root in us. Let the word of God take root. Let the word of God take root in us. Let the word of God take Let the word of God overcome everything that we have left. Everything that we have left. Let the word of God the the Oh,
anyone here this afternoon you are not born again you want to give your life to Jesus you want to give your life to Christ this afternoon wherever you are you say I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life I want to receive the Savior into my life I want to welcome Jesus if I die I want to go to heaven beloved it is so real you do not know when the Lord is going to call you 
someone went to work and as he was coming back the next day to complete a piece of work he never got there beloved tomorrow is not ours you are here this afternoon you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life wherever you are just lift up your right hand you want to welcome Christ into your life God bless you God bless you anyone else you want to welcome Jesus into your life you say I want to receive Jesus Christ you are not born again but this afternoon you want to be born again you want to receive Christ into your life is there anyone else anyone you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life anyone else is there anyone like that wonderful why don't you all join keep your hand up and join and say Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me I am a sinner Lord Jesus I believe you are the son of God I believe you died for my sins I believe you rose again on the third day Lord Jesus please forgive me of my sins I welcome you into my life this afternoon Lord Jesus say Lord Jesus take control of my life take control of my life be my Lord be my master be my savior please write my name in the book of life thank you Jesus for saving me in Jesus name amen put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated if you said this prayer for the first time and you meant it from your heart We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.